Let me bang you. I do let you bang. Let me bang you, Jesus. I let you bang. I let you bang. Greetings, Mary's and Virgins. Go for Jesus. No forget Jesus, people. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? What's up, people? Welcome to Brenda MMA Roasted Podcast. Me, Adam Hunter. Sorry, a little late this week. Uh, Forgot what happened. Monday, I was in Houston last weekend, and then I had tickets to go to uh, Universal Studios. So I took my daughter. I, you know, I got free tickets because uh, I know a comedian. Once again, we come in second place to your daughter. I do. Oh, I, my God. What kind of a parent are you? I, you. I, I wish you were a parent. I feel like you'd be the funniest parent <laughs> ever. Can so, I tell you something? I... Every I was thinking about this today. Every time I see a parent, like I think the idea of having kids looks wonderful. You love your kids. I feel like there's no other kind of love you'll ever feel in your life like you have for your children. At the same time, every single time I see a parent, they look like they are having the worst time. <laughs> I mean, I'm not joking. I saw this woman sitting there with her three kids, and you could see the daughter was just yapping away. And again, she's a teenager at this point. Then she has like 10-year-old and a seven-year-old or whatever. And the mom had just glazed over. Like she had gotten every, every, every time I see a parent that has like four or five kids, they're always like, stop at two. They always tell me stop at two. That's okay, like, right. That's like you the know? number you just, that's it. Yeah. Any yeah. more than that. What's his name had the bet? Jim Gavigan had the best joke about having a third child. He said, it's like you're drowning and someone throws you a baby. and i was like that's fucking genius that's my favorite thing about having three kids but yeah i just they it just never looks like they're having fun dads look fucking like i see them at the airport and they are just snapping at each other it's like why why you got a problem with that is that not good enough for you you know like it's just oh it's it's the the greatest thing in the world it really is for real i don't believe you no, you're, you, I know I've actually been there. It, there's nothing better than having your kid, like, just be so excited to see you and see them. It's like every drug I've ever done. Every I, Listen, I'm not want. saying there aren't great moments. No, that sounds like one of them. <laughs> no, I mean, first of all, 10 minutes later, you're like, can I not play dollhouse with you right now? No, of course. Of I course. just walked in the fucking door from Orlando. It's yin and yang, bro. I mean, there's always going to be, t- uh, you know, hot <coughs> road, but I'm telling you, it's the, it's the greatest. Uh, but that picture is so disturbing, by the way, of you when you were younger. Yeah, right. That yeah. one over there, the giant um, one of me. With the- so so my, my dad's visiting this week from uh, from Connecticut and. You know, my dad smokes a lot of weed, lots of weed. And so we go to Universal Studios, right? And he, he gets up and I could, I could smell him before, like nine o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, you, you know, you make and bake, blah, blah, blah. So we go in there to Universal and, you know, I got free tickets because I, I know a friend who's, you know, the good thing about being a comic is you have friends that work in like tour guides at Disneyland or tour guides there. And, they, and, and then, you know, I give them spots for, I'm exchanging spots for Sparks tickets. or Wow, that's nice. Tickets. Spots for that. Anyway, so we're going through security. My dad's like, oh no. I'm like, let me guess, you brought your weed. And he's like, yeah. So now we're like, go, we're almost, 
now I'm like worried that so now I gotta take my dad. He has like a tinfoil thing of like all these joints. Oh it. god. So yeah, I, and that's gonna set off the metal detectors and everything. Like that's so I just put the it worst. in my daughter's bag. I put it like in my daughter's like basically her it says it says her name, it's all sparkly. Cause I'm like, here, dad, give it to me. Right. And then of course, ding 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 ding. And I'm like, oh great, like this is. I'm going to get kicked out because of my dad's marijuana. Your child is going to get arrested. My child's going to get arrested. So my, but my dad's like, uh, so the, the lady's like, oh, let me look through this and finds these like sparkling water cans instead. Like, she's like, is this alcoholic? I'm like, no, it, it's public. Like, oh, okay. I thought it was alcoholic. And that's what she was worried about. Not like the tin fail thing that said marijuana on it. I mean, literally. <laughs> Clearly says like, you know, 4,000%. I mean, it just was like, it was pretty, but, uh, but we did, we did everything, you know, it it was fun. It was, it was fun because you wonder why your wife gets mad at you sometimes. And I'm like, "Eh, your decision-making is suspect at best. But of course, one of the, but one of the rides at Universal, I forgot what ride it was the, the secret life of pets ride, which is what all they do is advertise secret life of pets. Meanwhile, to get on this ride, right. You have to go on an app and create an appointment, right? For the line. Ugh. You can't even wait on the hour line. There's no line. You have to go, you have to download the app and then get up at six o'clock in the morning and then be like 1130. Like, like that's the type of not. So then I get there. And of course, you know, Viola wants to go on it because we were on the, 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 uh, the whole water thing, right? The whole splash pad, but someone shit in it. A little kid shit in the water, the splash pad. So everyone had to get kicked out of the splash pad for like an hour and a half because they were removing. You are not, you are making my argument for me. I'm sorry. You are not convincing me otherwise, but continue with this <laughs> grand adventure. So we go to the secret life of pets and my phone died. And I'm like, oh, we have an appointment, but my phone's dead. The appointment was like at 6.30. It was like two in the afternoon, right? So I'm like, uh, oh, but my phone's dead, but we have a 6.30, we have a two o'clock appointment. And, and the guy thought about it. And he's like, sorry, man. Uh, maybe you could go charge your phone. It's it's $25 up there at the station or something. You know, so then the guy like turns around. So I just sneak my daughter on it. We just sneak on. You just go. <laughs> yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, they don't give a fuck. You get past, they don't, what's he gonna tackle you? Be like, no, in the name of Universal, you can't trespass and cut the, no, they don't give a fuck. It's like the guys at the movies when you're sneaking in food, they don't actually give a fuck. No, no it's I said, The guy in front of me had sushi fall out of his shirt. And the, him and the guy, we all just stared at it. He goes, oh, and he put it away. And the guy was like, get the fuck in there. Like, he didn't care. So then all of a sudden, three seconds later, my dad's online. I'm like, dad, how, how did you get in here? He goes, same way you did. I taught you well, kid. So my dad also stuck <laughs> in. But then we went to the whole pet exhibit, right? They had a pet show. And I don't know, maybe because, like, there's all these animal rights people, um, which is great. <laughs> Right. But they're making the shows a lot worse, maybe because they can't beat the animals, which is great. I'm happy the shows are worse. But now the animals don't do anything. Literally, like the, the <laughs> lady's like, watch this dog sit. And the dog wouldn't sit like the dog wouldn't sit like, the, like they got 2000 people watching a dog not sit, uh, not do any tricks. No, no, nothing. nothing. There was California, no California. 
Because I think back in the day when they beat the animals, the, the animals would fucking put on a whole fucking show. It's sing and dance and, and totally. don't get me wrong. all That's, kinds of tricks back in the day. Which is terrible. I'm not advocating for that. I'm just saying the show is a lot. It's just well, it's one way. of those things. It's, you just don't want to know how it's made. You know? Just like plastics, cheap fucking shit that you buy that comes from China that, you know, in your heart, even the iPhones manufactured by children in China, you don't want to know how their sausage is made. You just yeah. want the sausage. Uh, man. So uh, anyway, that was that. I was I was sick all weekend in Houston because I got like an hour of sleep and no sleep. And then I was like, you, you, have you ever done a show where you're like, I don't know, like your goal is to just get through the show? Uh, like, which is like the oh, worst, yeah. this is the worst type of show. You're just like, let me just get to this fucking show. That is uh, the Sunday show in Vegas after a whole week at the Strat. I'm like, I'm just, I'm like, let me just, I'm just going to get up there, say the words, get the fuck off stage and go home. Uh, yeah, but it was still, there were still great shows, but I was like, I, my voice was gone. So I'm just drinking water just to get the fucking enough voice. Just, yeah. And, and I'm, and I'm on, I'm on <clears throat> So you know how you're on a date call, my whole face is clogged. Like I'm, I'm going like this and I'm just popping. I can't hear myself because my ears are clogged. Uh, it was just one of those. Uh, Sounds like a great show. <laughs> show actually was good. Sure, uh, sure. You know, it's okay to say you didn't have your best no, show. No, the shows you know? are good. I, think sometimes I don't buy it. I don't buy no, it. I don't believe the parenting is awesome. And I don't believe you had a great show. Listen, there are times, I don't know if you can relate, where you're so fucked up that you don't think. Oh, I can relate. And then because you don't think <laughs> the shows are good, uh, you have nothing. No, yeah, no, that's true. Sometimes those are actually my best show, that shitty Sunday show that I go into it thinking, okay, just fucking say the words again. Somehow it turns into my most relaxed, fun, you know, interactive show. By the way, week. I thought about you because I know Craig Robinson's uh, show got shot up. Yeah, I know. Uh, I was texting you at five o'clock in the morning. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck am I reading here? What happened? He's like, yeah, man, don't worry. Nobody got hurt. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Oh my god! I mean, because normally you're like one of the openers for those shows. Yeah, I've heard of them quite a bit. Yeah. Well, what would you have done if a guy came with a gun? Ran. <laughs> what do you think? I'm not trained. I didn't watch that guy on on TikTok. I'm not. I don't know. No, no, no. This is someone else's job. I'm nope. the entertainment. I'm, I'm not. This is. I'm nobody. I'm not the savior. I can't save you. I'm not pretending to save you. Now, if he's pointing it at me, and my wife, I'll get in front of my wife. But I mean, if someone pulls a gun, I'm gone. I'm George. You know, that was the most honest thing about Seinfeld. When George, when they thought it was a fire and George shoved women and children. Out <laughs> <of the night. laughs> That's me. I'm George. From the, I'm like, I got with a gun. So I would feel like my service would be letting everybody know to run. Right. By the, way, uh, by the way, I told you about this bunny situation I have. You know the bunny? Yes. So now... Everyone that came to my party was like, you have to get another bunny. You can't have one bunny, right? So we go to the pound. We get two. They're like, you, you have to get two bunnies because they come as a pair. So we get two. And the one bunny that I have that me and my, my daughter found at the park isn't fixed. So right away, she's just fucking, he's fucking all the bunnies. Like the other ones are fixed. And it's just nonstop, you know. And at first we're like, okay, this will die down. My daughter's You realize in his mind, you gave him two concubines. Right, right, right. Like in his mind, he's like, finally, thank you. <laughs> then we look at her back. The girl's back's all scratched up, you know, so we got to separate them. And uh, they, we, we go to the, the thing. It was $1,500, the same, because it's an exotic animal in California to fix a bunny. 
So right away, I'm like, well, listen, we'll just make her unfuckable. Like, we'll fatten her up. Uh, maybe we'll, you know, give her like a lesbian haircut. You know, that whole thing. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that'll work. You know, uh, that 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 didn't work. Um, but uh, so now next next Wednesday at six o'clock in the morning, I have to be online to get my bunny fixed. Uh, this dude, he's going to get so mad. at me. I'm going to go on record and say you shouldn't be a parent. <laughs> you really <laughs> nothing uh, you say <laughs> first of all i'm saving these stories for the show but i but, know i'm just messing with it. Okay. all right so the ufc uh announced and they- by the way wait a minute i would also like to go on record as saying i've actually seen you with your daughter you're actually a marvelous father you're incredibly caring and loving you care more more than you i could ever describe it, you know i i'm actually wildly impressed you should get a kid, how man. great a dad you are there, that's that's the truth, and that should be said. Thank, thank, thank you. Uh, meanwhile, last night my wife and I went to the dime bar, and Violet was asleep at like five after Universal, and I thought she was gonna get knocked out the whole night because she did a hundred things. And my dad's like, "What if she wakes up?" I'm like, "Didn't you have three kids? Uh, like, <laughs> like, shouldn't you know this?" And he's like, well, "What are we gonna do? Hang out with her?" I'm like, this, "Put her back to sleep." But I'm like, "She won't. She won't." So me and my wife and I were coming back to the dime, and Bree's like, "Oh, she's definitely asleep." I call up. Hello, she answers the phone, right? Uh, <laughs> and my, my dad said she she woke up and cried because I didn't wake her up and say goodbye. She had a, my dad's like, she gets to, she's like, I thought you were the most stubborn kid. He's like, she's just as stubborn. He's like, she was crying, throwing, I mean, she had a tantrum because I wasn't there. Uh, and it was funny because my dad was like, this kid's perfect. This kid's so easy. I'm like, dad, you don't understand it. You're seeing her just wait there we you know and then my my dad said that like he goes holy shit he goes she i mean he was singing i don't want to hear your music well you want you want to i no i want daddy daddy where is daddy you know i just why did he say goodbye to me I, it was a whole it was a whole thing i have a feeling your daughter tried marijuana for the first time last night <laughs> I told my dad, I said, not hey, on purpose, sure. but I think on accident. I said, make sure we take that edible can out of the, out of her, her school bag because all of a sudden we don't want the teacher being like, oh, what'd you, what'd you bring today for lunch? And it's a, it's like seven joints. Um, anyway, so it, it got signed. Nate Diaz versus Chimaev is now. Oh, that's a big deal, baby. I hope Nate Diaz wins. I would get like, murdered. Are you kidding me? I, I mean, would listen. Like, I want a good fight. Go ahead. I would like so much because it's his last fight. They're trying to build up Chimaev. You know, they, he beats Nate Diaz. He's next in line for the title shot. That you know, he if he goes out and murders him, it's it's a money fight. The UFC, I think, is banking on like this is our next guy. This is our next Khabib 3.0, right? If Nate Diaz goes out there and just knocks him the fuck out, dude, first of all, he's got to fight. It's not going to happen, though. That's not going to happen. That's not in the realm of, of possibility. It's, a, it's always in the realm of possibilities. No, one. it's not. Here's the two, because he doesn't have that kind of knockout power. He, Here's he, the thing. he hurt Leon Edwards in the fifth round when he had no power left. I mean, he... he, he, he Didn't he, finish him. He stopped Gray Maynard. I mean, he he's he's dropped some people, but go on. I wouldn't say that he no, he's dropped some people, but he, he doesn't have knockout power. He doesn't. What I mean, he has classic D, and he isn't going for it either. They like volume, they like touching you, they like punching you up and you know, having a scrap. Yeah. I think it's gonna be one of two ways. It'll either be a brilliantly violent fight, 
Or a very boring fight where Chimaev takes her to the ground and wrestles him, stays on top of him, and eventually submits him in the second or third round. I don't know about them submitting the ATS. I don't think he's ever even been submitted in ATS. But I, I don't know he's ever been up against a guy like this. He's going on against some really good jiu-jitsu guys, uh, and he's really good on the ground, and he's really dangerous on the ground, but you're right. I but mean, the only guy like this is Khabib. Did he ever fight Khabib? No, and he's probably going to be like a minus or, you know, a minus 500. What is it? Plus 500? Plus 500. He'll be plus probably 500. be a plus 500. It'll be, yeah. it'll be something insane. Right? It'll be insane. It'll be the insane. point where people are going to be like, you know what? You never know, you know, but totally. Yeah. Listen, and if I'd seen him, have, you know, knock people out, I'd, I'd be like, you never know. But, but, Nate, but Nate Diaz loves playing the spoiler. Uh, he knows he's in for this fight. And he would, I think he would love nothing less because they, they're counting on, he, he's probably like, listen, they, they go, he loses there. He goes out and he fights Jake Paul for fucking a million dollars, $2 million or something. And, and then he's like, he doesn't give a fuck if he loses a boxing match because he doesn't think it's a fight anyway. I mean, I'm sure he cares, but it's like in a fight, he would fucking, you know, wreck Jake Paul. That's probably what it, but I don't know, man. Uh, I'm definitely rooting for Nate Diaz. I, I, I'm as a fan, I'm rooting for Nate Diaz. I want him to win, but you're right. I, you got to, the people that say Nate Diaz ducks people, doesn't fight, for him to be like, fuck it, I'll fight Shemaev is pretty badass. Um, it's, it is kind of wild that this is the fight he's getting back in the rings in the octagon for, because it's not a great fight for him, but you know, I mean, he probably will make a ton of money on it. So there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, I mean, if it literally were anyone else in the division besides Shemaev, I might be a little more optimistic about it. But the, 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 he's one of he's cold blooded. The guy's cold blooded, and and, but his last and I fight, think but he didn't look good his last fight. Remember I his thought last... he no, it was a good fight. That guy he put up a great fight though. Who was it? What's name? He was surprisingly resilient. Uh, who was the last guy? Who I I was trying to think of that too. Who he fought last, and I couldn't. Think yeah, of... let me let me look. Let's look it up. Uh, Where is it? The fight that he didn't he didn't look he looked very beatable his last fight. Um, so. Shemaev, his last fight, he fought. Uh, what's his name? He fought. Uh, no, no, no. I now Gilbert I Burns. He fought Gilbert, Gilbert Burns. Right, 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 right. And here's the thing: is I wouldn't say he looked very beatable. I think he fought somebody that was incredible in Gilbert Burns and still managed to take him out uh, and beat him. So I mean, I, I, I don't. And I, I see Gilbert Burns as a much bigger challenge than Nate Diaz. No, I, I know. I'm just as a fan, and I'm, and I'm going my heart. And, uh, you, know, you know, look, a lot of guys, you know, were like, I remember Usman, hey, I want to do stuff with you. Well, kind of come on the podcast. And then all of a sudden Usman gets big and you can't reach him. Nate Diaz has always been like the same dude, like, uh, you know, so which is pretty cool. Um, now, uh, another fight that's going on is Islam versus Oliveira. That got announced, too. Yeah, that's crazy, another great one. Crazy fight. People are saying, sorry, Islam's a big favorite uh, or a decent favorite. People are saying Islam, Islam, Islam. I'm thinking Oliveira wins this. I think Oliveira has hit his prime. Um, and I think that people just, they think Khabib is Islam. They go, oh, Khabib is Islam. Islam is Khabib. Islam's a great fighter, but there's only one Khabib. And I think that Oliveira is going to win this fight. Uh, I think he has more weapons. He has more weapons. And I think he wins this fight. Call me crazy. I think he wins. Greg. I honestly can guarantee you Makayev is going to win this fight. And I'll tell you why. Because I have bet against Oliveira every time, and he proves me wrong. And I'm going to bet on him this time. 
So he's totally going to fucking lose. Although I did win that six fight parlay this last weekend. So I guess I'm not wow. always wrong. How nice. Yeah. What do you want? A thousand bucks? No, I only bet 10. There was a six fight parlay. I won 332 bucks on it. Nice. What, uh, what site did you use? I was, I was at the South Point. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So I live bet it. And just, I mean, I could, I was, so I hit six out of the whole card. Dude, the worst is when I do a parlay. Cause I always lose the first one. And That's then my the next, worst. And then, then, and then of course you next, win the next five. My next four come in and then, yeah. I'm, and then I'm rooting against my guys. Yeah. Now, yeah. Like, now <laughs> I want my guys to lose <laughs> because I don't want to be like, I'm such an idiot. So then I'm like, do I go back there and just bet the rest of them? Like, do I bet another? That's what I do. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I still believe in the other ones. And I go back because sometimes it's whatever one you were iffy about. And then you're like, you know what? Okay. These were the ones I felt really certain about. I'm just going to parlay those ones. Yeah. But then that, but I don't do $10. (coughs) I do a hundred dollar parlay to win 40, to win 14,000 or something. Well, that's on you, man. That's on you. Small stakes is the way to go, baby. Come on, man. You get the thrill of victory and much less pain. And yeah, you win a $14,000 parlay on $100, that covered like all your bets you ever made plus another whatever. You win $300 and it's like, eh. Yeah, but I'd rather win 300 bucks a couple of times than constantly lose hundreds of dollars <laughs> trying to win 14 grand. I mean, I, I just look, I, I don't look at it the way you look at it. Yeah, but then you post it. You post that 14 parlay and you look like a fucking badass. You go, look at this. You only post your winnings. All right. Last week, by the way, Ortega. Man, I know Ortega's shoulder gave out, but he wasn't looking great. I thought he was, I thought Yair was winning that fight. Uh, he, his, he had the speed advantage. He was landing more. I look like he was on his way to win that fight, to be honest. Uh, Ortega's shoulder popped out, which was fucking scary. And I thought Yair was a really good sport by saying, let's run it back. And who knows? I mean, Ortega's one of those guys never out of a fight either. But it looked like Rodriguez was, was on his game and just a little bit better than Ortega for that. But it was, still was really early. And Ortega was just kind of beginning to get kind of get his feet, you know, his game going. You know, like he was kind of taking control of the grappling right there when the, when the shoulder came out. But totally agree. I, I had picked Rodriguez in my parlay. Like I was convinced. I called it on the fucking podcast. I did, it just felt like the kind of fight Ortega was going to lose. And he did. So, well, I mean, um, I mean, the thing about it though is I don't even consider that a win for a year like some guys would like jump around and like celebrate and yeah you know. no that's true because it's a it's sort of like a default um yeah uh, but but the thing is ortega again i i just i don't i don't i once that shoulder happens again i don't know how much more fighting he can do without that happening almost every time i mean that seems like one of those repetitive style injuries that once that starts happening in live Fire! I I don't. I think, I think people just. Hot. Be, I think people. I think people just attack that, and uh, every time. I, I I don't know. I I don't see a big future for Ortega right now. I used to have I a say about that. How like you get a really hot chick, and yeah. You, oh, your career's yeah. over. I mean, you look at like from the from the get go. I mean, you look at remember like Diddy was like dating J Lo and just was like just bombing. And then the other one was dating J Lo. Like, was it like Derek or was it Derek Jeter? No, it was uh, Alex Rodriguez. Oh, A-Rod had like a huge, yeah. like, and then it was all these guys like Mariah Carey, when he was with Jeter, he went like over, dude, they actually, they changed the rule in baseball because he would go to opposing games and they would start playing Mariah Carey songs. Like while he was warming up. <laughs> 
and he got he got major league baseball to say they couldn't do that which was pretty i mean that's crazy i mean think about that they were playing like honey every time he's in the batter's box (laughs) that's great i think you should totally be allowed to do that that's fantastic um but yeah there's a whole like remember ben affleck the first time he was with j-lo it was just like bomb after bomb after bomb i mean even that singer that was uh was with, I think it's all J Lo now, but there's other things where it's like wherever you get like a super hot chick. Who, Mark Anthony? Yeah, that guy. What yeah. To him? He like looked like a like a. Coach. He's still an international superstar, but she he did look anorexic during the thing. Like, like she was just slowly sucking the life out of him. He was, he was just getting thinner and thinner as she fucking killed him. I I feel like it's too much maintenance. <clears throat> These girls that are just smoking hot, and it's just like plus maybe you get you get. That was the whole goal of growing up too. Like you reached the goal when you hit the goal. Yeah. Like what? Else? So I don't know. It just seems well. That, you know, again to quote Mickey from Rocky, "Women weaken legs." It's true. Like you look at like uh, guys with like average girlfriends, or their careers are doing very. <laughs> they do great. Their careers do quite well. Um, all right. So uh, Lauren Murphy uh, beat Misha Tate, and I was happy for Lauren Murphy because. You know, obviously, we know her background. I'm not going to repeat it for the 80th time, um, which, by the way, I talk about how she used to be a heroin addict. And I go, you know, so just go say, do heroin. And people write like she looks like a meth. Like, like, fuck you. Like, like, don't write that shit on my Instagram. I just delete the comments that are just like really shitting on her looks. Because, first of all, she's a very pretty girl. Um, and you see her in person. She's very sexy, sweet as hell, cute as hell, big ass titties, nice butt. Um, and, and there's no reason to just shit on this person's looks. Like, what are you, what are you getting for out of that? It's just, come on. What, 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 what are we doing here? Maybe, I don't know. Look, you can go back and find, well, you used to shit on true. This is very true. Uh, but I've evolved as a human being. <laughs> That's right. So you guys evolved too, God damn it. And, and she's if my we, friend. If we evolved, you gotta evolve. And Everyone have friend. a baby. Everybody there's other reasons baby. to shit on people. Um, so, <laughs> Yeah, I was happy for her. Misha Tate, man, I don't know. She just didn't, something's going on with Misha Tate. She's, she's, she not. Yeah, she's retired. That's what went on. I mean, why is she fighting again? I, I thought she was done. I mean, uh, I, I I knew it. That, that was one of the easiest picks of the night. Cause I'm like, she's not in rhythm. When was the last time she fought? I mean, it's, it, I, I don't know. I, I, I was surprised to see her there and I thought it was going to, it was de- definitively going to be a Lauren well, Murphy fight. Her first comeback fight was against a girl. I forgot her name. She was like super hot too from like, I think she's from uh, Belize or something, the Belizean bruiser. But that girl was also like 43 years old. Um, and she was a school teacher. Yeah. Uh, so it's what, you know, when you get to that, that next level, the next level, you know, it's just going to be. And Lauren, Lauren Murphy's in rhythm. She's been fighting. She's been trading. She's been winning. So this was, I mean, to me, this lined up great for her and horrible for Misha. It felt like they just dragged her up as a name. Like we got to give her some kind of a name to help, you know, Lauren, you know, become a bigger name. There's also something that said about, you know, Misha Tate's been doing this since probably high school, college. Lauren Murphy, like we said, started when she was like 24, 25. And a lot of times when you, when you start young, you know, it just takes a lot. When you're hit 40 and you've been doing it since you were 16 years old. Yeah. Fucking lot. And you have two kids and then you know whatever else. It, it's just a lot. Like there's something to be said for lack of experience, obviously hurts you, but also lack of damage and new and freshness and having, having kind of 
kind of, it's like a, having a brand new car versus a car that you've had for 30 years. And so a lot of these people that get in late, even like Vince Michelle was supposed to be on the show today, but he, he, he got in late, but he's doing better than guys that started when they were fucking six because they were, they're burned out. They've been cutting weight since they were nine or Oof. 12 or, you know, yeah. they've had 400 fucking wrestling matches in high school and college and everything else. And Vince hasn't, that's a lot of wear and tear. It's a lot of fucking wear and tear. So there is something to be said about some of these people that get in late uh, because they have less damage. Daniel Cormier was a perfect example. I know he, he wrestled in high school and college. He got an MMA late. He didn't take the punches till he was 30 or 20. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Which um, that kind of, that's some significant damage. We're taking shots to the head. That's significant, yeah. especially in a developing head. I mean, come on. That's, they really, no one under, you know, 20 some odd years old should probably be taking shots to the head. No, you see it all the time. <clears> but like, they do. Yeah, it's right. boxing. It's like, yeah, great. Young boxing prospects, they're doom, doom, doom. And it's like, oh, yeah. But, you know, you. that's what you Snell. love. If that's what you love. That's what you love, you know? The Matt Snell comeback was one of the best comebacks I've ever seen in my life. At the same oh, time. Oh, yeah. At the same time, like, he's got to go back to the drawing board and be like, we got a lot to work on. <laughs> Because he was yeah. almost finished, fucking like it was amazing. It but... was because it was like he was down, and then he knocked Samarji down, and then he Samarji took him down, but then he managed to reverse him somehow. That was that was an exciting, wild round. Yeah, I mean the amazing. fight itself, but round two was I mean wow, the what a, that was a great and of course fight of the night for obvious reasons. Yeah. But yeah, for Matt Schnell, you I mean you're lucky. <laughs> To come out of there with a W. You can't walk out of that going, who's next? You know? <laughs> so. I don't know. I feel like he's from Louisiana. I feel like it's exactly what he's doing. Is no, he's- I think he is. But I mean, yeah. you should like you, he should be thinking, okay, there's some things I need to work on because <laughs> that guy almost got me like three times. So uh, Ricky Simone, who, who I, I love because I told you, I, I'm like, he's going through his transition and he wrote like, bro, what the fuck? And then it was like, but Ricky Simone, looked amazing in his fight and he called out O'Malley. Now that would be a great fight because this is the first guy who wrestled, who's a real wrestler and who is in his prime. It seems like O'Malley, you know, he beat Eddie Wineland, his last fight that ended by eye poke. That was something like he's beating a lot of guys that are sort of towards the tail end or, or aren't wrestlers or strikers or whatever. This dude versus O'Malley it almost sounds like they were handpicked <laughs> to build him up in the UFC. I'm not saying that's what happens. I'm just um, saying that's you certainly make a. This would be a good fight because if he could beat Ricky Simone, which maybe he can. I mean, the guy hits fucking hard. He's like totally, a, and he, yeah, and he's a tough, tough motherfucker. Five eleven. I mean, I mean, O'Malley. I'm talking about. He's 5'11", 130. I'm talking about Ricky. Now. Ricky. I'm right. saying Ricky's a tough motherfucker. That's. That would be a great main event fight for like a I fight agree night. with that. Um, I totally agree with that. That would be a hell of a fucking fight. Because uh, I mean, and I think Ricky fight. wins it. I think Ricky wins it. I think Ricky wins it, but I think people underestimate how hard O'Malley hits because he's he's a hundred. He's so tall. He's five eleven, one hundred and thirty oh, yeah. pounds. He's got great, incredible reach for the division. That's for sure. And he knows how to throw his punches. And I've yeah. watched him spar. How he fights is how he spars. Like head up, fucking this, doing crazy shit. I mean, he 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 learned how to fight watching YouTube videos. That's what he's doing. He's a he's like a Mortal Kombat character in real life. But Ricky Simone <laughs> is a throwback fighter. 
Yeah. That's a guy that you could see in any UFC in, in the history of UFCs or pride. Obviously you wouldn't have the weight classes, but Ricky Simone is that guy. Tough, fucking durable, badass fighter. And he, you know, <laughs> so I would love to see it. What are you laughing Can I tell you, I, well, because you're talking about back in the day when they didn't have weight divisions and stuff. So I went back, I think I watched UFC 2 or UFC, like I was just bored. I was like, eh, and I clicked it on and the little bowling ball Asian guy that just gets punched in the balls like 20 times. Dude, that guy, you know that guy is, right? Uh-uh. That, that's Joe Son, who's in number two in Austin Powers. The guy that throws his shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Then he went to jail for gang rape. Uh, he raped a couple people. He's in jail for life. And then I think he raped somebody in jail uh, or murdered someone in jail. He, he, that dude's like the worst human being ever. Um, but yeah, that was the guy, the guy that- goes, Well, you know, it, I feel like life gave him the punishment for all that advance, maybe. <laughs> he was just like, you get punched in the balls 19 times and see how you act. Dude, the funniest is like, after that, they were like, new rule. No more punching, no more punching in the balls. <laughs> I know. I'm watching it. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. They're like, uh, no rules. Do what you want. And I mean, just, just, just hammering his nuts. And I'm like, oh my god. No wonder people fucking hated this at the beginning. This is fucking oh. ridiculous. And then, yeah, and then immediately they changed that rule because well, that's they, all you had to do was pin a guy and punch him in the nuts over and over. Well, they said like the first UFC, like the first event, they had no idea what <laughs> happened. And they're sitting there and within like 30 seconds, the guy's tooth goes flying in the fourth row. And people were like, uh, <laughs> they had they had all these ideas for the first one. They were going to have it like on like a uh, an island with like, like a, on like a moat. And they were going to have like sharks around it. And, like they had all these different <laughs> ideas, <laughs> by the way. And then guy, they were like, or we could save a bunch of money and go to the Tulsa County Fair. By the way, that guy Punalahe, uh, Punahale Soriano, who won. This is the funniest celebration I've ever seen. You see what he did after he won? This was on TV. He's like downing a cock. Like, <laughs> I, I gotta be honest here. I, I wish we had McCorkle right now. This is uh, this is for sure McCorkle territory. Hey, well, did you, if you look in the background, you see Bruce, his face, look at the video, show the video again, show, cause you see, look at, I mean, look right there, I mean, there's no, he doesn't look upset about that. I mean, that's as happy as Bruce Buffer can possibly look. I mean, tell me you wouldn't start dying if you were there, like, if I was, like, I might, I, I, I might tackle him like a ref trying to stop the fight. Like, hey, 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 easy. Hey, 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 hey. They're gonna put this on MMA roasted. You know First of all, he practiced that too. You know, he was like in the mirror. Oh, clearly that he thought that he's like, this is my celebration. I'm wondering if he expected the can to open and him to actually pour like he won the World Series or some shit, you know, and like he wanted and just pour shit all over, but then nothing came out of the can. So he's like, like, like there's liquid, but there's no liquid. He's like, uh, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. That's what I just, and I know people get mad at me for doing this this way, but when I post a video of it, actually the, the thing gets ripped down. So this is the only way that I can show this without having to have, right. uh, by the way, Ween Dog, uh, who, who's killing it right now, working for a lot of, uh, 
uh, companies, but anyway, he's doing really well, but he, he also does our editing and puts the stuff up. So then it, he has to put it up, rip it down. He has to like try to code it, this, all this shit. And then it's just a pain in the ass. Anyway, Dana White had the funniest interview. Like watching Dana get annoyed is like, is like the funniest principle. Like, so they kept asking this. It's funny. I'll just play the, the interview. This like, so this guy, so here you go. He asked him about Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz says he only wants to fight Nganu or Israel Adesanya. Those are the only two guys that interest him, right? <laughs> so, Who said that? Nate? Nate Diaz. Okay. So a reporter asked Dana about the meeting. He said he told Dana he just wants Nganu or Israel. So like, here you go. This is on MMA Junkie, which by the way, I love those guys. He said in an interview that he said the only opponents in the UFC he'd like to fight or, or interested in was Nganu and Adesanya. Do you remember that meeting? And what was your reaction when he said that? That Nate Diaz said Nganu and Adesanya? He said the only guys in the UFC he'd like be interested in fighting was Nganu and Adesanya, but it's not that he wanted to fight them, just they were the only best ones in the, in the sport right now. So. And what should I say to that? I'm curious what your reaction was when you say that. Do you just sort of go, okay? Yeah, I mean, imagine having a fucking conversation. <laughs> Come on. So, I think Nate Diaz versus Francis Nganu. Yeah, what is this, UFC 4? holy shit it's crazy that's pretty fucking great great. he's like why are we even talking about this what should i fucking say yeah <laughs> and of course, somebody uh, photoshops it. Uh, of course, somebody says, uh, "I don't know what the holdup is," and he makes, and he, somebody makes. <laughs> Can you imagine? They were like, you know what? Fine, and they just had Nate Diaz. I mean, I would be, I would root for Nate Diaz. <laughs> and so, and Ghana responded to it. Uh, and sort of Nate Diaz go, I don't know, I guess Ngano's on the shelf. He's been injured for six months. That's why he, I don't know what the confusion was. Like, I, like, I mean, Dana White must have the hardest, I mean, one of the best jobs, but having to deal with 500 of the most craziest motherfuckers in the world. Well, uh, and that's what I was thinking about. That This is a guy who every minute of his time, every day is so valuable. He yeah. has so many people he has to talk to about so many things every fucking day. And here he is, and he's got to answer this. <laughs> like, why? I'm not here to answer fantasy land questions. We got 30 real fights coming up. I got 30 more after that. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? I, I'm annoyed by it. Dude, I was laughing. I was laughing so fucking hard. Uh, I was laughing also because Henry Cejudo sometimes like I help him out with his Twitter a lot. And then one time Dana and interview was like, this fucking guy's Twitter is out of fucking control. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> he's like, he's and, tweeting- and you're just like, <laughs> he's like, he's tweeting all kinds of crazy shit. <laughs> like, and you're just like, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> And then Volkanovski's like, this guy's lost his fucking mind. <laughs> this guy's Twitter is fucking nuts. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, I felt bad for Gilbert Burns' brother, Herbert, because he came to my show a week before and he was, he was ready. 
He said his leg gave out. His leg completely fucking gave out during the fight, and they looked like he was exhausted. Um, he said he couldn't get up because of his leg. Uh, I don't. I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna believe him. I mean, but I just felt like I felt like it might have been one of those things where his leg was fucking completely done, and then everyone's you know saying that he's uh, you know, saying that he's hurt. So it's just like. Uh, Man, I did I did feel bad for him though. Holy shit! He goes, uh, this is hard. He goes, I lost serious knee injury. My knee gave out first takedown, part of life. I'll focus on my recovery. Thank you so much. Ugh, fuck, that sucked. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So then, Justin Jacoby won. Uh, Jessica Penny lost, which sucks. So tonight on Invicta, which is now on Access TV, I you never know what Invicta is. They should tell people this. Um, but uh, a couple fights are coming up. Uh, well, and also, you know, tell us where to find Access TV. <laughs> I have Access TV. Do I have Access TV? It used to be HDNet, Mark Cuban's company. Oh, um, right. They actually have really good concerts on it. Like, amazing concerts. Like, amazing yeah. concerts. That was always his concept behind Access was to be, a, like, a live, big concert channel. Dude, they have concerts that I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. Uh like I, I, you know, I mean, I'll go watch the Who or whatever it is, or Guns N' Roses live in concert, or Pink Floyd. I mean, I mean whatever it is. I mean, uh, so it's pretty cool. Bon Jovi, you know, bands that I like. Um, so Kira Batera is fighting on it tonight. Kira is a girl that we've had on the show a couple times. She, I knew her when she was like seventeen. Her mom was her manager. She had a career in combate. Then she sort of like found a, a whole different side to her. She was doing OnlyFans. She had four houses. <laughs> she, she, she had four. And then she realized, why am I making money with these when I can make money with that? Dude, like, literally, she showed me what she was making. Because I was like, you know how people always look, I'm making this, I'm making that. She, I didn't even ask. I think maybe she felt like she had to show me, which I, I kind of felt bad that she felt that she needed to have to show me. But she showed me, dude, she was making like more money than people make in six months to a year in like a month on OnlyFans. She had four houses. And you know what, though? And God bless her for it, you know? Because, well, I hope she holds on to that money, saves it, invests it. She's buying four houses. That's smart. It's a great place to put your money because you can't you can't sell it at that price forever. So, yeah. so you know, make all you can right now. I'm all for it. She also started to get become, I think she be, she's now she's bisexual or she's into threesomes. I mean, this is the stuff that she's posting on uh, online. Uh, you know, stuff like that. And I knew her when she was young. Like, she was this, like, like kid that came to my show. Was oh, mom. right. Wasn't she the one that, like, was the super, like, like she was a young phenom in, in jujitsu? Was it jujitsu or? Yeah. And then she got into, like, uh, she got into. Didn't we interview like, her on the show? Plenty of times. That's uh, what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So I know exactly what you were talking about. Yeah, then she started to get into like partying and pro wrestling, and then they cut her and Invicta. I'm not really sure why. She started having these crazy house parties. I'm just like, oh my god. Um, but she's, you know, I feel like I'm watching her grow up a little bit. You know how you like you watch a kid go through their like fucked up phase. Not a kid, but um, you know. Uh, so she's she's happy. But anyway, she's fighting tonight, um, and I hope she wins. I, I really hope she wins. She's writing a, a pretty good I feel like I watched her grow up and now she's showing her clam I mean, on the internet. I mean, this I mean. Is she's, yeah, she's like, I mean, she's, she's having, she's having fun. She's, this is what she's doing. And, uh, she's, I ain't mad at her. <laughs> like, 
But I didn't watch her grow up either. I got to pick it up with the good part. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't watch the first 16 seasons. I uh, picked it up right in season 16, 17 when it got good. I mean, I, you know, I've always tried to get her back into fighting because I'm like, you know, you have your whole life to, to you know, do this. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, to shoot. I mean, I mean I'm, if you can't, if you're listening to this on the thing, she's putting dildos in her mouth and vibrators and making out with girls and having people take body shots off her and, and kissing people. Dude, she went, yeah, she's one, she's a girl gone wild. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's having a lot of fun uh, with her yeah. life, um, which, you know, I mean, people have to have God bless her, but at the same time, you know, she's, I'm happy that it didn't go into, it could have went way darker than that. Uh, she's, she's fighting again. I think as long as she says fighting, you know, Look, I'm not against having fun. Uh, you want to have a threesome or you want to party, great. But at the same time, like, if you're blessed with a certain talent that you're obviously good at, she was a, like a state champ wrestler, she was this and that, you, just give it your best shot. You want to make sure you give it your best shot. You don't want to go look back and be like, yeah, you know, I was, because right now she's like nine and six or something. Her record isn't that great. And she's probably could look back and be like, you know, I, I didn't take it as seriously as I should have. And, uh, Based on the video, she's not. Um, you know, if, if I'm if I'm fighting someone and I see them doing body shots and making out with girls and putting dildos in their ears, I'm probably thinking I got a pretty good shot of winning this fight. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, if I was a betting man, I don't know. I think I'd I'd be betting against a dildo lesbian action. At the same time, this is how she should come now out. to give it now to say that not not that I wouldn't bet on a dildo lesbian fighter. I was saying the dildo lesbian action. The one that's currently broadcasting, like her major career is currently dildo lesbian action. Then that's maybe not the fighter that I'm betting on. See, it's, it's very nuanced uh, uh, commentary on this show. I mean, at the same time, I think that could be her shtick. Like if she, like, I don't know why she doesn't like merge them. Like if she came out tonight. Oh my God, stop. No, She came out stop. with a dildo in her ear, making out with a chick on the way to the octagon in fucking lesbian gear, you know, with a, you know, just, you know, just making it like rainbow glitter and like. Wasn't that a porn series called Sweet Submissions? It was called uh, Ultimate Surrender. Uh, but. Uh, the, the winner, the winner fucks the loop. Uh, by the way, it was called Ultimate Surrender. And I know people made thirty, and they only made thirty-two of them. So I know people that did it, and like legitimately, they thought it was going to be like a fake scripted thing. And some fucking like huge muscle chick beat the shit out of the girl, and then just fucked her uh, uh, with a strap on. Like the winner fucks the loser in Ultimate Surrender, and uh, these girls were like, "I'm never doing this again." You know. I can't wait till later tomorrow when Ultimate Surrender's trending on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So also on this card is Autumn Norton, who I knew uh, she's a lesbian bouncer in Reno. I think she's a lesbian. Uh, she came to my show too. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I think she came with her girlfriend. Maybe she came with her boyfriend the next time. So, you know, I think she might be bi or whatever. Uh, but she's a bouncer. It's always crazy to see a chick bouncer. You know, like, I think that's kind of hot when you see it. Like, that a, is. That's pretty hot. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. I remember when I was a shop boy at the Culture Club. Uh, I was I would sell shots back in the 90s. Maybe. And, uh, and, and blow dudes. 
and I had pink, I had a pink headband, <laughs> glitter, a belly shirt. It said shop boy. And I was in the play before that, where I gave lap dances to girls called birdies bachelorette party. They hired me to work the culture club afterwards. And people would always try to steal my fucking pink headband. And these, it was all Jersey shore guys, bridge and tunnel. And they'd be like, yo, what up? You know, fag, blah, 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 blah. And I would go, I was making so much, I would go through like seven bottles a night. So I was making the club so much money because I would be like, hey, listen, the girls would be like, hey, can we do a shot? This is what I realized that some girls were bad at math. Cause I'd be like, how about this? Instead of giving the bachelorette a shot, if all you do a shot, hers is free. Okay. So now I just made like a hundred dollars versus 10, right? And I put the shot either in my mouth or in my crotch and the girl would get on her knees and take the shot or from mouth to mouth, right? And people would surround me and see this and guys would be like, you try to take my pig headband and run away with it. So I would just go like this. I would just do one snap and the bouncer would come and throw the fucking guy out. Uh, but I also had like a female bouncer that had a crush on me, but she was like 300 pounds. And Jack, I think my wife listens to this. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Oh. Okay, sorry. Yeah. You want dick shots? Yeah, she wants in on it. She wants to see the shot boy. I tried showing her picture. She, she wasn't impressed. Um, now, so uh, also in Bellator this week, they're having another secret fight, uh, which is great. <laughs> so the thing about Bellator is, if you don't tell it, if you don't spend any money on advertising, I guess it doesn't matter if your ratings are bad. Uh, they, they seem to come up with some kind of formula to not let anyone know when the fights are. Or maybe if you don't, if like no one sees you lose, does it count as a loss? Um, but <laughs> but if they actually have a great card this week, that the card is legit fucking great. Um, because uh, let me look at it right now. They have they got some good guys fighting. They got this guy uh, Jason Jackson who. Hasn't lost since 2019 against Ed Ruth, which is a fight I thought he won, uh, against Douglas Lima. He's on a three-fight losing streak, but those losses are to MVP, Amasov, and Musasi. So, I mean, he beat Rory McDonald before that. He beat MVP before that. He beat Koreshko before that. I mean, this dude's good. He's a really good fighter, and that's a good fight. Uh, that's in uh, at the Emerald Queen Casino in Tacoma, Washington. Uh, also, Sydney Outlaw, who was, like, homeless – and then now he's like one of the best fighters for Bellator. Is fighting a guy named Tofik Musayev. I hope did a girl break his heart, and then he decided to go to the gym and get a revenge body. Is that uh, his story? Exactly. By the way, Vince Michelle, man, I, I can't fucking. Uh, I, I was really trying to get him to be on the show today. He's like, I'm driving. I don't know if I can. Uh, I guess I'm fucking. I love Vince, but come on, dude. Um, also, Chris Gonzalez, who's seven and one. Was fighting Usman Nurmagomedov. I don't know how many Nurmagomedovs there are. Uh, is there no, like but this one I watch, and this one is like the Ross. You <laughs> know really? what I mean? The, the knockoff Nurmagomedov. Yeah, He's like 14 and 0, though. Oh, then maybe I'm thinking of a different one. Was there one in, you know what? There's, I think there's one in PFL maybe that has yeah. a name like Nurmagomedov, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it yeah. isn't. It's like Nurmagomedov or something. Yeah, this is and I'm, and I'm like, and I'm like ah, I see what you're doing. <laughs> Then then they got Mark Merk Merkmad Bramamakov, who's I just butchered that. He's 15 to 1 against Lorenz Larkin. Uh, they got Dalton Rosta, who's really good against Romero Cotton. Both those guys are undefeated. This is a good card. This is a, a sleeper card, of course, because everyone's gonna be asleep during it because they don't tell anyone it's fucking it's on. <laughs> but it's a legit card. If you're a fight fan, I would watch it. 
Um, I don't know what Bellator does. They need, why not? I love they, the way. I love the way they're like they're like fan prediction. No picks yet. <laughs> yeah. What? Come on, guys, get it together. What's the point of having all these fucking great fighters if you don't let anyone know when the fights are? I mean, anyway, UFC, London, England. I mean, I get an email from the UFC every time there's a fucking big fight. Uh, Bellator should get everyone, buy a mailing list. Anyway, Curtis Blades is fighting Tom Aspinall. This guy Aspinall is a monster. Uh, He's on a tear. He's on a tear. Curtis Blades seems like that fucking guy that just gets there, but just can't seem to get to that. And then slides right back down the mountain every time. This is a guy, I've been a fan of his from the very beginning. Yes. I love the name. I was like, Curtis Blades, motherfucker. And I like him. He's got a speech impediment. He stutters. He's like super shy. He's a nice guy. You never hear anything bad about him. Comes yeah. to this guy who has a speech impediment like myself. I root for our fellow stutterers. Um, and uh, man, I, I hope he wins. But he's fighting in England. Yeah. You know, they're gonna, you know they're gonna. It's not like boxing or football. Boxing they used to like. If you, like they would send hookers to your room. Sure. They would, they, they would give you the wrong fucking thing. They would fuck up your corner. They'd fuck up your hotel. They'd, they'd fuck up your ride. Back in the day. It was beyond corrupt. Um, I, I I knew fighters that wouldn't even they would they would stay at a different hotel because the fans would come and wake you up. Yeah, the yeah. Fans would find out where you fucking stayed at and cheer outside your window at three o'clock in the morning. Now to that point, though, we've also seen that when they give guys fights in their hometown, it's not always an advantage. Sometimes there's too much pressure, too many requests, too many people around. So and they end up not having a good fight. Because they're at home. We've seen this in Houston a couple times. Yeah. Where the, the local guy can just eat, you know, there's too much pressure. All the family's there. Everybody's up his ass. And now I do not think that's going to happen to Tom Espinall. I really don't. I think he's going to beat Curtis Blade's ass pretty good in this one, unfortunately. As much as I love my man, Curtis Blade. I just, well, I, I, I think, I think, I, I think Tom's going to dismantle him. Well, here's the deal, though. I mean, Curtis Blaze is a Division II wrestler. He was a stud in wrestling. Um, obviously, England, their one weakness is in wrestling because they, they don't have wrestling. It's not, they don't actually, I remember Bisbing telling me his kid might make the Olympics um, in wrestling. His kid's a good wrestler, good college, good college wrestler, but he's not like, he's not Jordan Burroughs, you know? Um, but it's just, in England, they don't have that type of thing. Now, that being said, he's got some good submissions, right? He's got, he's got three submissions. I know he had a, a really good Kamara submission his last one, but what, what the two losses, right? So he lost in 2016. He lost by illegal downward elbow. So I'm not even counting that because that's not really a loss, but he lost a heel hook to Stuart Austin seven years ago. So I was going to say, that sounds like an early career got caught situation. So yeah, I mean, you don't see a lot of guys at his size get caught by a heel hook. But he's so, never fought a wrestler. He fought Jay Collier, who was a wrestler, I believe. And he, he beat him by knee and punches. That was 2020. He's fought one wrestler. One wrestler. The rest of them have all been strikers. So if Curtis Blades can make this a boring fight and just take him down and grind him out, Curtis Blades can win this fight. Now, will that happen? Has Curtis won any fights by submission? No, but he's won by boring. He, he seems like he doesn't care if it's boring. That's what's actually good about him. 
against the Roses. I, I don't think I, I don't think that's gonna. I think he gets murked. I don't. I, I this isn't to me a very good fight for Curtis. I hate to say it. I love Curtis Blades, but I, I think Tom's gonna. He's gonna go right through him. That's my thought. Uh, Chris Curtis and Jack Hermanson. Chris Curtis is a guy that people were just counting out. They were like, it's over for Chris Curtis, and he's won so many fights in a row. I think he beats Jack Hermanson. I think Jack Hermanson. Uh, Won a couple fights. I think the heel hook against Kelvin Gastelum that came out of nowhere. I think that was like, everyone's like, oh, this is the next big thing. And then he beat Marvin Vittori, but Vittori is a psycho. He beat Edmund Shabazin, but maybe he was a little overhyped. And he lost to Sean Strickland. That was a weird fight. That was like the worst fight ever. He lost to Jared Cannonier back in the day. Uh, he beat Jacare. He beat Gerald Mirashard. He's beaten a lot of guys. I still think Chris Curtis wins this fight. He's just, I think he's just, uh, I think he's found his zone now. I think it's a coin flip. I think they're both, that's pretty, they're pretty evenly matched. I think they both have a pretty good shot at winning that one. You know what I mean? They've both kind of been up and down. So I I think it's pretty even. The main one does it before you leave. Can I have to leave in a minute? Yeah. Patty Patty Pimlet, Jordan Levitt, the guy who twerks. Uh, Basically, I just want him to win so he can twerk and piss everyone off in England. Cause that would be fucking hilarious. The last thing they want is their guy beating like their hometown hero. I think isn't Patty from is Patty from England or Ireland? It she, says United Kingdom, but that okay. could still be Ireland. So I think, but I think I think it normally means England. Yeah, and he's gonna have the whole crowd behind them. You know it. He's a star over there. Now he's got yep. like fifty pounds. He got so fat that guy. Um, <clears throat> but they got they got him a guy who this guy wins weird. Like one of his fights, he basically like just choke slammed the guy and just. Like it was almost like a WWE move, like an Undertaker tombstone kind of thing um, or whatever his move was. Uh, if he wins and twerks though, because when he twerked the first time, Daniel Cormier fell out of his chair laughing. He, it was like, like Brett Ernst used to have a whole thing about how like when black people see magic for the first time, that's how he was. Wait, wait, there were two times with uh, Cormier just, I lost it. His reaction when the guys are doing backflips, when, when the guys are doing, remember that, that guy who does all the backflips, uh, you know, the guy from Brazil that used to be in the circus. Right. Yeah. 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 Dormy and Cormier. Like, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cormier's like, what's going on right now? He's like, what? He's like he couldn't believe it. And then when Brian Ortega came out as that, as wearing those masks from that crazy movie that uh, the, whatever that movie that was coming out. Saw? No, the other one where they were like, He's like, what's there was another one where it spooked him. Oh, oh, <laughs> where the whole world ends or something. I yeah, 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 yeah. And then also when he started doing twerking, Cormier was like, he lost it. I don't know if he was stoned or whatever, but you could just tell that he was like on the floor laughing. So I hope he twerks. Listen, again. if I were a betting man, and I am, yeah. uh, my money'd be on Patty Pimlet not making weight. Yeah. Now I, mean, I think the fight still happens. I just don't think he makes weight. I could see him definitely missing weight. You got that long flight to England. Um, so yeah. Anyway, what do you got, Greg? Coming up. Uh, this Friday, I will be at the Well Comedy Club in Bakersfield. So if you're out there in Bakersfield, come by, say hi. Uh, Saturday night, I'm doing a private event and uh, for doing a uh, super funny multimedia show. And I think that's what's going on this week, brother. Nice. Uh, this weekend, I will be in Arizona at the House of Comedy. Um, and uh, thank you guys so much. I got to get you in that gig in Houston, by the way. You're going to love it. I would uh, love to, man. I'll thank together, you so much. I'll put together a group text today. Uh, That'd be awesome. Guys. Take care, guys. Take care, brother. Bye.